cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, welcome to Gotham City Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm M, and that's Autumn. Hello. Uh, well... We picked the saddest day to record. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin Conroy uh, died today, which is a real fucking bummer. Yeah, he'd been battling cancer for a couple years, right? Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, I guess. That's what I've heard, but I didn't know. Like, you know. I thought I heard something about it a couple of years ago, because when, when I heard the news, Molly asked me, like, oh, that's so young. And I was like, I think he had cancer or something, but I couldn't quite remember. Yeah. And it, regardless. Just sad. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, no, it sucks. Everyone's, like, posted a bunch of his, like, stories and, uh, like, a comic he did. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone had nothing but nice things to say about him. Uh, it's a bummer. Yeah. No reason to... I guess I don't really want to dwell on it too much. Uh, we continue to listen to all of his good work. Yeah. Um, there's a good one of those in this episode where it's like, oh, right. He's just the saddest little boy, Bruce Wayne here. Truly. Um, did you do anything else, Batman, this week? I did, actually. Um, oh, hell yeah. I got really fed up with a bad manga I was reading. I finished it and I was like, oh, I'm sick of this shit. Uh, and so I loaded up the DC app and I read Detective Comics 27. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> and then I read through Detective Comics. I think I'm at like 41. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, which is early, early, early Batman shit. Robin showed up briefly. He's he's new. Robin's still new. Um, and I feel like most people have like they, they reprint all the time. have like read Detective 31 or 27. Um mm-hmm. You know, it gets in all the collections, but then everyone it moves over to like the Batman number one with the Joker and stuff um, and doesn't stick around with the Detective Comics first, I guess, like if I'm if I'm that far ahead, I guess, like, oh, like over a year worth of Detective Comics. Is it, was it you quarterly know, back I, then? I think it might have been quarterly. Yeah, yeah it would have been years okay. of Detective Comics at that point. Um, OK, those stories. So. The first couple uh, in the DC, because uh, I got the DC app that gets you all the comics, and I'm just reading them there. Um, the first couple, it's like just the, just the Batman story. It's like you get you pick, click 27, you get the Batman story, and that's it. And then the next couple um, are listed as like only the like odd numbers or only even numbers, and give you two comics worth of detect of Batman stories. Like oh, you'll get 31 and 32 in this one thing. But then you get to like 35 or 36, and they give you the whole Detective Comics comic. Oh, nice. And I feel like it explains a lot to me about why <laughs> Batman was popular. Because these these Batman stories are not that good. Like, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, oh, he's like a bored socialite with a fiance who sucks. And there's some, there's some guy doing some shady shit. Like, he, they're like detectives. Like, someone comes to Bruce Wayne being like, I have a problem. You know, I'm being blackmailed. And he's like, I can't help you. I'm just Bruce Wayne. But I know a guy who could. And then Batman does some <laughs> investigation. There's some shady criminal element. Half of them are like, 
very racist Asian char- characters because it's the fucking Uh-oh. late 30s, early 40s. Um, and then Batman punches them all. Um, not a whole lot of detecting. You know, actually, there is a lot of detecting in the framework of what detective fiction is, which is a tough guy has people who come to him for help and then he gets into a problem and punches his way out. Right. Right. That's detective yeah. fiction. In that way, Batman is fully like inserted into the framework of those stories. And you look at the rest of detective comics and it's like hard detective guy where there's just like 27 men in suits and they're all talking to each other, just pages and pages and talking to each other. There's like wartime stories about like rugged guys in the military who would be guys in suits, but they're wearing fatigues instead. Um, there's your mm-hmm. jungle racist jungle explorer guys. Um, and they're all just like, reams and reams of like stuffy looking guys like the the guy that bruce wayne is those are just the guys that populate those comics they they talk at each other maybe there's a punch thrown they seem really fucking boring i tried to read a couple of them and i'm like i this is this is i'm gonna go to sleep here uh, trying to read this shit so it i understand why batman despite being kind of mid when he shows up immediately like swinging off of buildings he's got an alter ego he dresses like a bat uh is just cooler yeah totally (laughs) um but also i think all of these comics are not pretty good it's very good robin showed up because immediately batman has someone else to play off of and it's not just him grimly monologuing as he as he like every time he's got to use a thing in his bat belt right he's like oh i got someone's poisoning me mustard gas i hope this is the right vial it's always the right vial batman why are you saying this to yourself (laughs) batman would never in my modern conception of batman he would never not know what vial he's grabbing to neutralize mustard gas right know? yeah uh, it's just really weird to see and there's like no villains there's like hugo strange ones and he shows up and he's like just an e- he's just an evil guy they decided to lay off the like heavy yellow face guys this week and so hugo strange is here instead um he ties batman up and whips him he, he like rolls his shirt sleeves okay. up and whips batman i'm like this is this is like the least horny horny thing i've ever seen <laughs> um but you know it's it's something to go through i i don't know how much i'll keep this up but i was like i just want to read some damn comics um yeah it's really weird to see a batman without a rogues gallery i'm like oh i see why they immediately gave him a bunch of like super villains probably over on the batman book uh, right which is almost certainly better than this shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know when batman one uh like starts i don't either honestly yeah <clears throat> oh. um on the total opposite end of the spectrum i bought i watched about half of season three of titans that shit rocks oh, yeah. Man, That's season three is really good. I, I think love, it's my favorite season so far. I love their shitty scarecrow. I think he's so good. <laughs> I really thought that he was just going to be. So this was a lot of fun because I watched one episode by myself. And then the mm-hmm. next day, um, Molly was there and I was just like, oh, hey, I want to watch Titans. Um, I'm just going to put it on the TV. You don't have to watch. And she kind of got like invested in it, too. Um, and I thought that like. Uh, Crane was going to be like the Hannibal of the whole season mm-hmm. and kind of the thing that Molly and I were talking about is like this show like kind of moves like stuff happens yes, in every a lot episode happens in, that, uh, in that season especially it's <clears throat> like, dense like because I'm I, if this was an Arrowverse show it would have the same amount of plot stretched over twice as many episodes yes yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they got 10 instead of 24, so they got to book it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but I think it really works because of it. Um, and I'm really liking this version of Red Hood. I'm really liking that um, it's not a fucking mystery. Uh, he reveals it, like, 20 minutes after he becomes Red Hood, because that's not what's going to make this interesting, you know? I, I like it because... Um... 
this version of Jason Todd is just like the extremely least cool guy in the world. And they don't try to make Red Hood cool. He's right. just like he's just like a violent Batman, right? That's the difference. Yeah, what if uh it kind of was fucked up that Bruce Wayne trained all these kids to be killers? Yeah. <clears throat> um I really like uh the Barbara Gordon in the show. I think she's fantastic. I do too. I really like her. Yes. I don't uh, her chemistry with Dick is like eh whatever. I think he has better chemistry with the like other eight women he's fucked on this show. <laughs> uh I'm really rooting for him and uh and Dove. I really, I think they're like a good duo. Me too. Um but yes, uh they don't have the like ro- like I you know I like uh Barbara and Dick as like a ship. But um, I do like this one where she is. She sits because she had to stay behind, and she lost. Like she, you know, she, the actress is, has one leg, and she's in a wheelchair, and she's Commissioner Gordon, and Bruce is fucked off, and she's just got to like run the city. Um, mm. I think it just puts her in like a position of like adulthood over Dick in the way that's really interesting. Yeah, it's also really funny the ways Dick just keeps like. First of all. Uh, the GCPD is the fucking Pentagon. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that someone in the show has to comment on, like, we've got an $8 billion budget, we can't find one dude in a red hood or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, But also, like, Dick just keeps walking in there in his plain clothes, and I'm like, so does everybody, like, once you get to a certain floor uh, of the GCPD, <laughs> does everybody just know who Dick and Bruce are? Like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think that's true, but they certainly do just let him wander around the police station and talk to the, the commissioner whenever he wants. Yes. <laughs> and I understand that he used to work here, but, like... Yeah, he was a cop, so I guess it makes sense. Um. Also, uh... I like I like the the show is not silly but it has room for silliness. There is a uh-huh. scene where Barbara reaches into her desk and gets her big red phone to call Batman with. Yes. You know? Yes. Um like it has the uh it lets that happen, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have um, you gotten to any of the Blackfire stuff? I think she's really cool. Oh she's my god, she's such a good addition to the team, especially uh <laughs> Dick just being like, <laughs> Starfire trying to tell her, uh, t- Starfire's trying to tell Dick about Blackfire. Dick's like, if it's not about Red Hood, I don't really give a shit right now. And then, like, five minutes later, like, next scene, oh, y- your your sister's here. Why didn't you tell me about this? <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> Dick Grayson cannot help himself when there is a woman who is both hot and evil in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- Molly and I are certain that um, Blackfire and um, Connor are going to be fucking by the end of the season. I know the answer to this. I cannot tell you. <laughs> um, also, just looking ahead at the thumbnails and seeing, like, oh, Raven and Donna are going to come back. Because, uh, like, cool. Good for them. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's um, some really good stuff there, because... Um... Oh, you'll just get to it. You'll just get to it. There's a, yeah. I really like that side story because it, it gets really metaphysical in a way the show is not typically. I, th- um, I think Raven is in the thumbnail for my very next episode. So okay. I will probably by next week, I'll finish up the season and, you know, tell you yeah. how I feel about all that stuff. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It, there's just a lot going on. It is weird because it just becomes a Batman show in like a major way <laughs> for this season. But yeah, but like the Batman show that I want them to do, um, just like 
Because it feels like all the other Batman shows are um, Gotham or Pennyworth or, like, not actually Batman shows in various yes. ways. Like yes. Arrow, another Batman show that's not yes. a Batman show. Yes. This is just leaning into it, and it, but it's... Even without Bruce there, it is leaning into being a Batman show in a way that I well, really yeah, appreciate. It's the thing that we like most about Batman when they're Batman's about the seven hundred people in the orbit of Bruce Wayne, um, to the point where you don't even need him. He needs fucked off, so it's good. Actually, right? Exactly. <laughs> he, took his, like, he took his shoddy uh, American accent and left the goddamn building. <laughs> but, and then, and then, you know. Dick is like, well, I have to do this because, like, somebody has to do this. And then the rest of the team shows up and is like, well, I, I don't know. We just live with Dick. We just kind of do what he says. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, it's good. They Everybody's got a good dynamic together. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I like that season a lot. I'm, I'm excited to get to four. I'm kind of holding off on it. Um, yeah. That's part of the reason I was like, let me, like, get through this as quick as I possibly can. Um, oh, yeah. You're fine. So... Excited to start season four. It's like three episodes in now, I think. So yeah, <clears throat> plenty of time to uh, catch up. All right, our episode this week is paging the crime doctor, the fifty third <laughs> episode of Batman the Series. This was uh, teleplay by Randy Rogel and Martin Pasco. Story by Mike W. Barr and Lauren Bright. Directed by Frank Parr. Animated by Dong Yang Animation Co. Limited. This came out September seventeenth, nineteen ninety three. Autumn, what happens in this episode? All right, so. Some guys driving some guys driving an ambulance heist a Dinkba secure uh, armored car to like get a medical laser prototype, which is just a ray gun from Star Wars. Uh, Batman um, tries to break this up but is thwarted. Those guys are like, oh, we definitely killed Batman and they go back to their hideout and like, oh, we killed Batman. And Rupert Thorne is like, he didn't fucking kill Batman. Someone thought he killed Batman last week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Rupert Thorne is exactly the person who is best situated to go, no, you didn't kill Batman. If anything, he made you think you killed him as bad. Um, back in the Batcave, um, <clears throat> Bruce is like putting together the clues. Alfred's quipping like he does. Um and I gotta say, I'm sick of this Alfred. I didn't think this was gonna be my takeaway from revisiting the series, but I'm so annoyed at Alfred anytime he opens his stupid mouth and says his stupid quips. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention before they go to the Batcave, uh, Bruce stops at um, Leslie Tompkins' practice um, to get doctored up, and she says, "Oh, Batman, you know you're gonna you're gonna get yourself killed one of these days." And Bruce's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, later." Um. This will matter soon. Um, Bruce goes to the Batcave, uh, connects, like, oh, one of those guys must have been Rupert Thorne's men. I'm going to go, like, knock on, like, the door of that legitimate business that Rupert Thorne owns, and uh, we'll see where, th where that goes in a moment. Um, cut back to Rupert Thorne is talking with his brother, Matt Thorne, I think. Um... Who, yes, is a, who is a disgraced doctor. Um, he lost his license because he, uh, like, didn't turn Rupert Thorne in when Rupert was a fugitive from the law, I guess. Not really clear. Uh, he, it doesn't really matter. Someone got shot, and he he operated and didn't report that he got shot. And that, that violates the ethics board, I guess. Oh, okay. And that cost him his license. So now he's got to be an underground crime doctor. And he's really sad about it because what he wanted to do was, like help babies or whatever, and now he's got to patch up criminals. He's so sad about being the crime doctor. Yes. Um, 
Rupert Thorne and, has And a- Rupert's trying to make him feel better by getting him like medical surgical lasers. And he's like, I'm patching up your guys. What am I yeah. going to do with a giant surgery laser? <laughs> Rupert Thorne has a heart attack and um, needs like some sort of bypass. And Matt is like, oh, I can't do it um, with the equipment we have here. But if I had another pair of hands, maybe I could get it done. Um, and so they decide to go kidnap Leslie Tompkins. He, he says, there's only one doctor who can help me. Practicing psychiatrist Leslie <laughs> Tompkins. She knows all about double bypasses. <laughs> I feel like Bruce would honestly have a, do a better job than she would. <laughs> that is a man who at least knows, like, field medicine, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> She's a brain doctor. She's not that kind of doctor. Get Harley Quinn if all you need is psychiatrist. <laughs> Shit. Um... This is this is definitely just that he wanted to see her again. So <clears throat> he kidnaps they, everyone. Everyone got confused about they have like Dana Muldar and they're like, oh well, everyone likes uh, Doctor Pulaski. Says no one but me ever. Um, and they're like, she could do medicine. <laughs> I like Doctor Pulaski. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, so they go to kidnap her, and it's revealed that. Um, Tompkins and Doctor Thorne and. Uh, Thomas Wayne were all friends way back in the day. Um, and they take her and Batman comes to investigate and is like, oh my God, uh, Matt Thorne was friends with my father. I, I, that's another connection to Thorne. I'm going to go find them and somehow finds them. I little, I lost the thread a little bit on that on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) He finds them. Batman punches a bunch of dudes. Um, the obviously after the surgery, um, Thorne's uh, henchmen are like, "Oh, we're now we're gonna pop uh, Tompkins because uh, obviously we can't let her squeal." And uh, Matt Thorne is like, "Oh, I'll do it," and somehow injects the henchman with the knockout serum through the henchman's big trench coat. Not really sure yes. how that one went down. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Though Leslie Tompkins does think that she that he murdered this man with like yes. heart attack juice. Yes. <laughs> um so they uh they escape and Batman beats up all the guys and it, you know Matt Thorne ends up going to prison and in the little epilogue um Bruce Wayne is like I'll help pay your legal fees, I'll help get your license back, blah blah blah. I just have one condition and uh, Matt Thorne is like, no, I won't do any more crime, Doctor. Um, and Bruce is like, no, I just want you to tell me about my father. Uh, and they sit and have a nice talk. Uh, the end. The end. Um, um, just kind of another fun noir story. I don't, this one doesn't work for me quite as well as the last couple of these we've done, but um, I liked it. The problem is, is Leslie Tompkins is not interesting in this show. And that's no. because in the... It, Around this time in the 90s, during Nightfall, it's revealed that Leslie Tompkins is like a supervillain. He's <laughs> <laughs> just doing some whole other level, like crazy nonsense. So they don't have like a lot of material for her as like a uh, character. No, um, and I don't really care about this Matt Thorne guy. Um, no, like he's never going to show up again. Like yeah. Rupert Thorne's already like on the edge of interesting. Um, yeah. He's, like, good in this episode solely because his voice actor is good and not because, like, he does anything at all. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, 
And the animation isn't as good as the last couple either. It's not it's not bad like some of the early episodes that we got that were just really fucking rough, but um it's not as good. Um I did really enjoy the knockoff Brinks truck that said Dinkba. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that, but um Yeah, I um, don't know. <laughs> you go. I I think all this stuff with um with Bruce constantly like hanging on to like remembrance of his father is just like not very interesting to me. Like I like Bruce at the very end when he's like, I'll tell you about my dad and he looks sad and it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, They animate the hell out of it. You know, he makes his pouty face and the music swells and that part's great. But um, his dad's like the most famous man in the city. (laughs) Right. Right. Everyone knew Thomas Wayne. Um, yes. and his, his college, his medical school drinking buddy is like, not going to tell you anything you want to know, but the show's not going to grow. Like this show's not going to be the thing that's like Thomas Wayne was actually like not a good guy, whatever, which is plenty of like modern stories. I don't want those stories either. I just think whenever you're talking about Thomas and Martha Wayne, the Batman story you're telling is not interesting. I haven't seen one yet that I'm like, oh, I'm really glad we knew this about Thomas Wayne. <laughs> I literally, they like zoom in on the black and white photo of like Thomas. And I was like, oh God. Yes. I just like I don't care. Yeah. Um It's the I, I don't understand why he is such like a figure that people keep going back to over and over again. Um he only matters in that he and and Martha are dead and Bruce is real fucked up about it. That's it. That's all you need. It's the same problem I have with like almost any superhero's dead parents. Don't care about Spider-Man's dead parents. Don't care about Oh, you don't about... want to hear about Uncle Ben? <laughs> Okay, if they mention great power, great responsibility, I'll use that'll I'll usually pop for that, but beyond like one line, don't care. Um I really don't fucking care about Jor-El or Did you ever watch the Amazing Spider-Man that was building up to reveal that like Peter's parents were like super spies or whatever? I really movies? don't care about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dumb. That was um I remember having like some like Amazing Spider-Man issue zero, and it had like Peter's uh, parents on the covers on the cover as like secret agents. And I remember reading that as like a seven-year-old and being like, "Where's Spider-Man? I don't care about this." <laughs> if you can't get Incredible. a seven-year-old to care about that shit, you can't get me now to care about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's I just I don't care. I care about Bruce Wayne the man now, but he doesn't really have a personality, which is fine. Yeah, but um. Him moping around with these old people. What are they going to tell him? I don't know. This it, it sucks. This is like this is like this is what Harry Potter is about for like two books of him going around looking for friend people who knew his parents, and right. they all turn out to be miserable <laughs> and suck. <laughs> well, also, you know, what is Matt Thorne going to tell him that Leslie Tompkins couldn't have? And that's kind of what you were saying a minute ago. But it's just like he literally has Doctor Friend of Thomas Wayne's. Like yes. That's already le- a thing. The, like, literally, the only thing that Leslie wouldn't have is like, oh, yeah, one time he got really wasted and we fucked pigs, right? Like, things that rich <laughs> people do at fancy schools. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Bruce Wayne wants to hear about his dad's donkey party. I just don't think that's it. <laughs> um... We're done here. <laughs> yeah, we're, done, we're definitely done here. I killed the podcast. Uh, next week, we are watching Zatanna. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Um, love to see it. 
Paul Dini sets his life on a path with this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing I was going to mention about Titans is that I love that they do the um, they do the Batman Beyond idea of like Commissioner Gordon and then you like pan over and it's Barbara, uh, but without all the weird fucking baggage that Batman Beyond has that we've talked about before on this show. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. oh. Yeah, we'll get where, there. We'll get there. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and coast at em underscore b. You can find most of my podcasts at neuralmapping.com. If you want to listen to me uh, recount my stupid, like, summaries of plots, listen to Around the Long Fire, which is me and Neve talking about the Icelandic sagas every week. That's abnormalmapping.com slash longfire. It's really good. We're about to do an episode of Abnormal Mapping on Snatcher, which, if you're in the free feed, will be coming out very shortly. Um... And that's going to be really cool. So look forward to that also. Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find uh, me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportaud.io. That'll take you to the Patreon page where we've got links to all the free feeds for all the shows. You can also give us a dollar a month and get a bunch of the shows early. Or for $5 a month, you can get Pop Town Funk. And um, later this week, um, I will... Actually, I've talked about it a couple times on the show, um, but we will actually, for realsies, be launching Coffee and Comic Books, a new uh, comic book podcast that I'm going to be doing with um, Rick. Um, <clears throat> so that'll be out. The first episode will be in the free feed, and then the uh, second episode, the free, the first episode will be on the Patreon feed and the free feed. The second episode will be exclusive to patrons, and we'll keep alternating like that. So. Uh, hope folks enjoy that. We, we've got two episodes recorded already and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk about Batman. Hopefully we have no other tragedies that happen between now and next recording. Mark Um, Hamill, you're on fucking notice. You better not die next week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, yeah. Uh, this podcast we found most Mondays when we bother to do it, though, you know, we're making an effort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can get it a week early at exportaud.io if you enjoy it. Tell your friends. Oh, also, probably whenever that comes out, um, we will have a short mini episode on the Studio Ghibli Grogu short that we're going to record and put in the aeroplane feed. The what now? Uh, Studio Ghibli is doing a Grogu short that I think comes out either next week or the week after. All right, well, let me know if you want Nora to guest on that, I guess. Uh, so we have to resurrect our stupid, very dead Studio Ghibli podcast for a short. For a fucking short. <laughs> we'll just record it after this after this next week or the week. Whatever week it drops, I don't actually know when it drops. So uh, Okay. Yeah, I look forward to that cool. if you're interested in me and Autumn talking about things we hate. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars and Studio Ghibli. <laughs> they had that teaser they're like there's a teaser of like lucasarts and ghibli and i was like oh what if they got goro to make a puppet thing no i can't no. have anything good fuck off no. don't don't never hope <laughs> star wars never hope that's what it's called right I, i've seen <laughs> yeah. that movie a couple times <laughs> yeah uh, until next time batman batman